3: In 2023, we will continue
4: to work to make progress while maintaining stability and follow a proactive fiscal policy and a prudent monetary policy. We will strive to maintain reasonable economic growth and keep prices and jobs stable.
3: Our focus...
4: Will be placed on expanding domestic demand, keeping industrial and supply chains smooth, supporting the healthy development of private sector, deepening
3: state-owned enterprises reform,
4: attracting foreign investment, and preventing and diffusing economic and financial risks. If we work hard enough,
3: we are confident that in
4: 2023, China's growth will most likely return to its normal trend, and the Chinese economy will see a significant improvement. A noticeable increase of import, more investment by companies, and residential consumption returning back to normal can be expected.
0: Okay, that was last week in, um, in Davos, and that's Li He. Uh, so the, the, the chain of command for, for one part of the, how the CCB works is she at the top. And then he's got his financial kind of genius, Wan Shishan, one of the most evil people on earth, part of the gangster uh, element in Beijing. He's the one that was at Lulu, although he's in very ill health. And he's the one, Bloomberg went to Singapore a couple of years ago and introduced him at the Bloomberg Conference in Singapore as the most important person in the world, right? So you got Wan Shishan, then you have Li Hu. And Li Hu has always rolled out to the Americans and British as being much more acceptable. I think he's harvard educated, absolutely brilliant individual, well-read, uh, very gentle. So he's – remember, they're all, it's all the, – the, the entire CCP are nothing but mafia. Uh, but they roll this out to make you feel better because he's the one that can talk to about books and big ideas. So they roll him to Davos this year. And uh, to say, hey, China's coming back. The economy collapsed last year, but we're going to lead the, the recession – we're going to lead you out of the recession just like in 2008, that China's there to save you. And on cue – the Financial Times of London this morning, just, you know, no coincidence, Eurozone to avoid recession in 2023 as energy prices and China boost outlook, okay? So they're going to avoid, uh, the Europeans now know, because Li Ho came there, they're going to avoid uh, and, and integrate back into the world system, and we're not going to uncouple. And, uh, and, and the buried lead here is that uh, th- th- they're going to avoid recession because of uh, bumper- Their, quote, bumper government support means printing more money by central banks in Europe in the earlier than anticipated reopening of the Chinese economy, which is set to boost global demand. Uh, I want to bring in now Dr. Bradley Thayer did an amazing piece that essentially said in The Hill, and I'm kind of shocked they published it, that um, every word that came out of Li Hu's mouth was a lie. Is that the way you describe it, Dr. Thayer?
2: That's right, Steve, and it's great to join you again uh, uh, today. But that's uh, exactly right. Barring a great Mary McCarthy's dismissal of Lillian Hellman, is saying uh, every word that she wrote was a lie, including and and the. Well, every word that Lee he said at Davos was a lie, including and and the.
0: Tell me, so go to, tell me, tell me why that because he kind of came as the emissary to the West to say. You know, we're not going to do this decoupling. We're, we're, we're going to integrate back in. We're all going to work together. Bad old Trump, Orange Man Bad is gone, uh, and his crazy deputies, uh, um, Navarro and Bannon, who we've already sanctioned, right? Uh, we, we've sanctioned these guys. Uh, we got Trump out, uh, and now we can have a group hug. So walk me through. What were the biggest lies that you told?
2: There were three. Uh, first, that uh, the China's back. Uh, That's the first lie. When in fact China's not back, they have profound structural problems in their economy. Uh, They have tremendous demographic problems, environmental problems. Uh, They have endemic corruption in their economy. Uh, And they're going through COVID uh, still. So the 3% growth that China released, if you remember, uh, Steve, about two weeks ago, 10 days ago, uh, that's going to be far closer to the norm than the way they were growing in the past, so that's the first big lie that China's back when in fact it's not. Second big lie was hold on, hold on, to- hold on, hold on,
0: hang on, whoa, 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 hang, hang, hang on, hang on one second. If they publish just for the audience, because I know the Warren Posse is very sophisticated about this now, but if they publish three and a half percent, that means it's zero, right? Every number they put forward is a lie. Is that am, are we correct in assuming that, Dr. Okay. Thayer?
2: every number is a lie. Uh, That's exactly right, uh, uh, Steve. Uh, And so um, absolutely. Uh, The second big lie was with respect to investors. He was saying that it's okay. China's fine. As you know, uh, we're coming back. So don't take your investment money and go elsewhere, Vietnam, India, Indonesia. Uh, Keep the investments in China and and, uh, everything will be fine in terms of your returns for investors and in terms of helping uh, the Chinese economy. The third big lie that he said was that uh, climate change is something the Chinese take seriously, um, which of course is uh, simply absurd, and and that there was a relationship between climate change and global health crises. Well, I don't know if that's true, but there certainly is a relationship between the CCP and global health crises, and the fact that the CCP uh, turned an outbreak in Wuhan into a the pandemic that we've obviously been wrestling with since um, the winter uh, and uh, spring of 2020. So when you go through uh, that address, when you go through that speech, you can see that the lies are are, uh, endemic, they're inherent because he's desperate, because he recognizes that they're incredibly vulnerable to pressure. Uh, at this time. So he's reaching out to Davos uh, to help China, not to scare the horses, if you will, but to ensure that everything is going to be okay if people keep their money in China, continue to have faith in the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, As you said with the FT, uh, Lee, that China will be one of um, uh, essentially the um, uh, forces that that, uh, ensure there's not going to be a global recession. So it's all a lie, and you shouldn't, of course, expect anything else uh, from uh, the CCP uh, at Davos. But the implications, of course, um, uh, are are profound, uh, not only because of the lies that he's spinning, of course, uh, but because of the way that he's um, essentially keeping the world from what it needs to do, and that's decouple from China. Uh, that's what we need to do. And we also need to take advantage of their vulnerabilities and put greater pressure on the Chinese Communist Party now at this time, ideally to evict them from power uh, in China. So if we recognize he's coming from the standpoint of weakness, we can see a lot of the genesis, the the motivation for the lies that he's telling at Davos. Why is
0: it – why is it the people at Davos are supposed to be the insiders? Insider Davos man, you know whether they're hedge funds, marketing firms—they're all in the information business. It's it's an open secret. Everybody knows that the Chinese Communist Party is a brutal dictatorship that uh, oppresses and suppresses Lao Beijing and essentially a nationwide, a, a, in, a, a, virtually a continental concentration camp, right? Whether that's the Uyghurs in real concentration camps or the s- social credit score. That, that leads people to, to kind of have like the lives of others, as you saw the Stalinists, how the Stalinists ran um, East Germany back in the, uh, in the Cold War. Why – this thing such an open charade. Why is it embraced so much by European elites? And particularly what's most disturbing is the Germans. The Germans – and people should understand this. The German political and economic elites are getting deeply in bed – with the Chinese Communist Party, right? Particularly that, what, the Mittelstand, the, the middle companies, the manufacturing companies that the Chinese have almost overrun. The Germans, which NATO is supposed to be predicated around, are, are rubbing up on the Chinese like nobody else. Why is it such a – why the hypocrisy of Davos? Why do they need the Chinese Communist Party, sir?
2: Well, Steve, as, as you said, it's not ignorance. These individuals know exactly what's happening uh, in China, uh, and, and it's simply that they don't care uh, about the human rights abuses or genocide against Muslims in uh, Xinjiang, suppression of Tibetans uh, and the entire population, as well as the threat to the order that, they, that from which they profit. If China gets its way, they're going to destroy Davos uh, on the way of replacing the United States as the dominant state in international politics. So they don't care because they've been making money off of it. It's been incredibly profitable. Uh, of her decades, and they hope that happy time continues. Uh, and that's true of the Germans, certainly. It's true of almost everyone uh, in international politics who recognizes that, um, indeed, so much money was earned, was generated uh, from investment and support, uh, as well as from receiving uh, CCP money, uh, and inve- their investment in infrastructure. Uh, and. Um, uh, political parties uh, around the world. So uh, I, I simply think, Frank, uh, that Steve, they don't care, frankly, uh, about what their abuses of the CCP uh, because the CCP has made them money and has generated tremendous uh, influence uh, uh, there at the same time. Additionally, I think there's an element of anti-Americanism, too, and that is the recognition that um, China, if it can be backed if it can be supported, uh, actually will uh, replace the United States. And that totalitarian government is something with which individuals at Davos uh, may be be, uh, essentially quite willing to dismiss uh, the profound negative consequences of that type of government for its efficiency, its uh, quote-unquote efficiency. Uh, When in fact, of course, it's not uh, efficient, it is the most corrupt government uh, in international politics. So I think if we're looking at it that way, we can see that there are going to be as long as China is making money, uh, there's going to be that coincidence uh, of interests. Of course, they don't recognize that China's siphoning off everything and has been, as you well know, for decades. They've been siphoning off knowledge, they've been siphoning off technology. Uh, with respect to manufacturing, so uh, the Germans, as you well know, Steve, the auto industry, of course, German excellent auto industry, heavily invested in China, but the Chinese are learning how to make their own Mercedes, their own BMWs, uh, their own Audis, Uh, and so it's a fool's errand to engage with China, as so many companies have recognized around the world, particularly uh, when there are better places to invest and there are better places to make automobiles or to manufacture. Uh, around the world. However, at the same time, they have tremendous influence, as you well know, uh, in political capitals around the world, uh, because yeah. they have converted their wealth into tremendous political influence in the United States, Canada, of course, Europe, Asia, Africa, a- around the world. Uh, they've done that. So it's a formidable adversary, but it now is the time to exploit their vulnerabilities, right? again. The lead is Lee's identified that they're vulnerable and he's scared that individuals are going to act against him to take advantage at this time. So this is the time to act against them.
0: Real quickly, uh, Dr. Thayer, how do they get to your writings? What are your
2: coordinates? Uh, org, or I'm on Truth and uh, at Getter, of course, as well, Steve. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, Natalie Winters, we're going to talk about the Wuhan lab, uh, and we also have a Naomi Wolf on here. Big pivot coming on the vax, looks like. Also, Rebecca Koppel is going to join us in a little while on Ukraine. We're going to tie it all together, only in the war room, back in a moment.
1: We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when they're no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to nine eight nine eight nine eight and claim your free, no obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Stephen K. Bannon. Mypilla.com, Of course, uh, Mike Lindell is one of the candidates running for the RNC. We're going to have Mike. We're going to have Harmeet. Uh, maybe even to the, to, to, if not too busy. Uh, Rana, again, I know the audience would be thrilled at that. Um, the, <laughs> we're going to try to give everybody equal billing. Um, it's going to be a real Donnybrook this, the, there this week. We'll do actually more coverage uh, this afternoon at the, about the RNC Winter Meeting where they're going to select a new chairman. Um, make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, sheets as low as the Giza sheets as low as twenty nine ninety nine. You can't, look, particularly in this year, which is going to be a tumultuous year at best. I think one of the most intense years in modern American history, uh, and particularly political and geopolitical history, financial. Uh, So much coming together. You're going to want to man the ramparts. Your duty is to man the ramparts. You need a great night's sleep. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. We're going to have other sales, the slippers. I'm glad to see that the War Room Posse really responded to get that cheap deal on the uh, slippers. Uh, So we're going to have other specials. Starting very soon, but now twenty nine ninety nine, dollars 99 and they still got the inventory sales, so certain inventory ca- uh, categories as low as 80% off. MyPillow.com, promo code WORM just for the WORM posse. You got your own square right there. Natalie Winters, Wuhan Lab. And by the way, this is all going to now connect, and the dots are going to be tied Hunter's laptop to Wuhan Lab, all the involvement. You're going to have various committees on here, hearings, investigations, all of it. But lo and behold, ma'am. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are we still shoveling money there, or in studies around there? What's going? What's your latest report?
5: Well, if this audience was outraged at the prospect of pandemic amnesty, they're going to be outraged to the, I think, nth degree over this story because it shows that the same key players who played an integral role. Really, to the birth of COVID 19, that is, of course, EcoHealth Alliance, are still getting millions in taxpayer dollars to conduct research that has really striking similarities uh, to what they were doing with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So just to briefly provide some context, EcoHealth Alliance is this New York-based nonprofit that's led by an individual very near and dear to my heart by the name of Peter Daszak, if people recall. I did a lot of reporting on this individual and his ties to the Chinese Communist Party, which ultimately led to his recusal from the Lancet COVID-19 Commission. Now, not only is EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak are they, in uh, the Chinese Communist Party's own words, longtime partners of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and their top uh, bat researcher, the bat lady, also known as Shi Jung Lee? But Peter Doshak really played a leading role, really, in being a propagandist on the origins of COVID-19, silencing people who talked about, even dared to discuss the lab leak theory, um, always saying that COVID-19 developed, organically developed, naturally. So uh, the Trump administration basically pulled back all federal federal funds that were going to this group to conduct their research, because there was a lot of questions about the oversight and why in the first place they were even collaborating with a Chinese state run scientific institution with links to the People's Liberation Army. Um, But since the Biden regime has come to power They've slowly been doling out grants back to EcoHealth Alliance, reinstating some of these previously existing grants to the tune of millions of dollars. Um, And it's not even just that they're renewing. The the story that we have up today shows that the Biden regime actually launched an entirely new program worth three million dollars. They launched it uh, on December 11th or sorry, December 12th of 2022. And it's set to run through December 11th of 2025. And what's really concerning about this grant, not just the fact that it's egregious that this group that has repeatedly lied, Peter Doshak, has failed to comply with subpoenas um, and turn over relevant information as to what exactly his group was doing with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But the type of research that this these millions are going to fund, again, your taxpayer dollars, has to do explicitly with weapons of mass destruction. Uh, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a direct quote from the federal register from the grant database outlining uh, the type of work that they're going to be engaging in. And there was a separate grant that was given to EcoHealth Alliance on December 13th of 2022 coming from USAID. And just remember, these are the same entities, kind of the same branches of the government that were funding EcoHealth Alliance's research with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So it really is a sense of deja vu all over again for a group that not only has repeatedly lied about its role um, in COVID nineteen, the development, the potential development of it, um, but has lied about its relations with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yet they still seem to be getting millions in taxpayer dollars.
0: How did they describe? Give me that one more time on weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> That's music to our ear. How did they describe? Yeah. How did they How did they describe <laughs> that?
5: So this is the this is the quote from the the description of the grant to support the advancement of fundamental knowledge and understanding of the sciences with an emphasis on exploring new and innovative research for combating or countering weapons of mass destruction. And I think it just goes back to the fundamental premise, I think the thesis that has led a lot of my work on this issue of pandemic funding, pandemic response. If the same people who are profiting from the cures to these so-called pandemics, the people who are getting millions of dollars in grants, billions of dollars in federal funding, if they're also the ones who are engaging in the research that is supposed to allegedly or ostensibly combat these pandemics, that is a textbook conflict of interest. And that's why this whole pandemic prevention yeah. industry is a racket. It's
0: a racket. It also shares about Tony Fauci. It's a, the, the gain of function part of it. Is also weaponizing this. They are cre- they're creating weapons of mass destruction. That's what the, hopefully this investigation will all get into. Uh, talk to me about these charities. We now have charities that are pumping money into CCP controlled uh, operations. Am I am I correct? <laughs> am I correct? And you're telling me that.
5: Yeah, they've unfortunately been around for a long time. And I think that this kind of dovetails with the the broader narratives that we discuss on the show, which really is that there is a new axis of evil that exists between the globalist ruling class in tandem with these woke corporations But also, I think the key component, and a lot of it is secretive just by nature because of financial disclosures and the lax regulations there, but it's these NGOs and these nonprofits. And oftentimes, I think they're kind of the foot soldiers, the vessels to either launder the money or at least pump the money to the kind of the right actors to carry out this globalist agenda. And the perfect example of this is really the tens of millions of dollars that foundations like the Gates Foundation, like the Ford Foundation, have been plowing in. Um, not just to China, not to help the Lao-Beijing, not to help the Chinese people, um, but to explicitly Chinese state-run institutions. And you can kind of link this all back to COVID if you single out, say, for example, the Gates Foundation. Now, the Gates Foundation... In the first two years of the COVID pandemic, right, when lockdowns were at an all time high, uh, they funneled over fifty four million dollars to Chinese state run scientific institutions to conduct research, among which uh, was the Wuhan University, which had partnered with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the birthplace of COVID-19 in the past. But the, the relationships even extend I mean, really decades prior in the sense that the Gates Foundation had partnered with a group called the National Natural Science Foundation of China. And this is the same group that was sort of the Chinese counterpart to Anthony Fauci in terms of the funding of EcoHealth Alliance's work with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So, again, another kind of shady connection there. But I think that the most concerning aspect of where these charities are getting involved, um, or at least in the case of the Gates Foundation is that they've actually been a longtime partner with what's called the Cyberspace Administration of China. And I know a lot of these terms, I feel like Rudy's saying Ukraine names, but they're important to remember um, because they sort of continue to rear their ugly heads. And what I mean by that is that the Cyberspace Administration of China really has been a blueprint um, for how some of these private corporations and social media platforms here in the United States have set out to censor conservatives. It was also the leading voice uh, that spearheaded the Chinese Communist Party's campaign to do online censorship about the origins of COVID-19. So it's certainly curious when you see the Gates Foundation who's simultaneously funding and partnering with groups that are linked to the origins of COVID-19 and the Wuhan Institute of Virology, also being partners with the Chinese Communist Party's largest and mass scale censorship operation about the origins of COVID-19. Like I said, it really is an axis of evil where you have all of these key players working together in concert. Um, on topics that you know really affect our day, our day to day lives. COVID nineteen is a perfect example of that.
0: Just hang on, I'm going to bring Naomi uh, sure. Wolf on now. Naomi, you also brought, you were the first to kind of bring also the connection to the CCP on the business side on the vaccine part of it, correct? I mean, this all becomes part of a whole cloth, ma'am.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, I found uh, pretty early on that. BioNTech had transferred, and this is, you know, I've mentioned this before, but it's definitely worth repeating and, and, and fitting into this uh, puzzle that Natalie Winters is so effectively putting together and other people in the show put together. Um, BioNTech transferred its IP for the vaccine to China. In the SEC filing in 2021 and identified the tech transfer as 100 percent complete by the end of 2021, which means the IP, however you define that, whether it's the processes for manufacturing the vaccine or the data collected in the process of manufacturing and distributing the vaccine, are, are entirely owned by China. And as I've noted before, the SEC filing doesn't say a Chinese individual or a Chinese corporation, it says, to China, the country of China. Um, again, I want to talk about, remind everyone about what we found about manufacturing and distribution. Uh, Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, run by a senior member of the Chinese Communist Party, um, distributes It built uh, manufacturing plants, uh, 13 of them, throughout Western Europe, and also they built two manufacturing plants here in the United States, one in Princeton, New Jersey, and one in Springfield, Massachusetts. So now, when you have NPR saying, oh, good, every year you're going to get an injection, it's China creating, manufacturing, distributing that injection.
0: Hang on for one second. Naomi Wolf, uh, we're going to drill down more on this. Also, the Wall Street Journal and uh, Dancing Around, they're now in shock. There's gambling going on in this house uh, about the boosters. Also, additional report about fertility in, uh, in Europe, about the vaccine. All of it from uh, Na- uh, Naomi Wolf's great work over at Daily Cloud. Short commercial break. Fair warning, listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and
5: borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices.
1: You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name.
0: Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit hometitlelock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at hometitlelock.com. Promo code radio. Your host Stephen K. Bass. Okay, let's go back to uh, Naomi. Naomi, you take it and and run with it. You have got a lot to report today. Wall Street Journal, NPR, <laughs> the, the 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 marketing plan. You've been talking about the billions of dollars they've been pumping into this uh, into the marketing plan of of taxpayer money, right? You've got more reports on. Uh, and and by the way, what, the book right now stands where. On Amazon, I want to make sure everybody in the board and posse. Since your other posse members helped create this, I want to make sure everybody piles into this thing. So, so where yeah. do they? Uh, tell me about the book first.
1: It's uh, sure. So we published the the incredible three thousand five hundred War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer documents, research volunteers, fifty reports um, that you uh, helped to initiate and and helped and all of this audience helped to support. We published it as an ebook. Uh, PDF on our website, but also as a Kindle ebook on Amazon. To my amazement, Amazon hasn't censored us yet, uh, apparently. So incredibly, we went from about a quarter of a million slots down to top 20 um, or 25 in nonfiction for Kindle out of all of Amazon within um, 48 hours. So this is all you, but it's very, very important. Hold,
0: hold, I- hold, but hang on, but hang on, don't don't, don't bury the lead. This is just yeah. with the war room and daily <laughs> clout and in civilians. And it was it got to the highest twenty. Harry's book, which has got the biggest marketing campaign in human history, was number yeah. one. We're nineteen slots down from right. from Harry Hewitt's book, right?
1: Right. And I'm glad to say we've been above Yuval Harari, one of the most evil globalists of all. But yeah, this is all word of mouth. And it's also right. It's also, you know, as Amy Kelly said, people are so hungry for truth and uncorrupted facts about this material that Uh, Two thirds of Americans have had injected into their bodies, you know, by their will or because they couldn't find a way around um, being mandated to. So these are shocking. It's a I think it's an historic publication with shocking headlines. um, But we have to kind of keep getting the word out because it it is changing the chessboard. Yeah.
0: Hang on. I want to make sure people as they come to this this report, which everybody in the policy should get. Because it's reflected, it's a manifestation of the power of this audience and the reason this audience is feared, okay? And here's the reason. All the analyses you see in there, all the Pfizer document was supposed to be held secret for 75 years. Think about that. It's like the Warren Commission. Earl Warren said, not in your lifetime. Remember, 75. The thing that's most shocking about it to me, Naomi, is, and I think, look, I'm not. Obviously, a scientist or anything, but it, it, it looks like, as Dr. Malone says, the beginning of a failed clinical trial, right? But that was, supposed, that was supposed to be kept from people for 75 years. And what's the power? Once that federal court released it, you jumped on it with Amy Kelly and your great team at Daly Cloud, And, of course, the war room responded by volunteering. And yeah. you got these great lawyers and it's a seminal document, and now I think it's one of the reasons you're seeing all of a sudden the Wall Street Journal, uh, p- upon further review, they're they're like they they're like Daily Cloud, they're, they're like War Room, Murdoch's Murdoch's Wall Street Journal is like, hey, what no, what what are you talking about? We never touted the, the vaccine. N- Naomi yes. Wolf, your your turn.
1: Yeah, you know, books can change politics, and and that's what I'm seeing because. If you have this book, if it's in the public eye now, in the top 20 or 25, um, the the facts are incontrovertible. It's not just a failed experiment. I would respect respectfully go beyond what Dr. Malone, uh, how Dr. Malone characterized it. You can't help concluding, looking at these reports that Pfizer and the FDA knew that it was causing stroke, knew that it was causing infertility, knew that babies were dying, knew that fetuses were dying, knew that baby boys' testes were being degraded, and they kept going. So I think it's it's a successful experiment on killing and maiming human beings. And, and I think that Chinese background and funding and giant m- money transfers you know, through these nonprofits to leading people in our world and in the West you know certainly help to explain this As this is why i am certain it's a bioweapon um and and So I guess you are going to see, you know, it's kind of funny in a bitter way, uh, but this always happens when a regime collapses or when, you know, when, when truth emerges, like when, when Auschwitz was opened or when the Pentagon Papers emerged quickly, some people, you know, dug in deeper and consulted their lawyers and stuck to their lies. And other people were like, oh, I was a partisan forever. You know, we're the Wall Street Journal. We've always been critical of these boosters. We never were on board with the science, you know, and you've got NPR, <laughs> kind of going it's okay there is expert the experts disagree we're just going to keep injecting this in you every single year um so th- i think people will be scrambling it'll be interesting to see because this is the greatest crime against humanity you know in in 150 years certainly and and it's all fully documented um but but if i can pivot now to the latest report report number 52 that shows a systematic war on the reproduction level of western europe and north america um that adds another important piece to this horrific puzzle can i dig right in
0: yeah 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 go ahead P- please jump right. in
1: All right, Um, so Dr. Robert Chandler, who's been one of the great uh, leaders and experts in this effort, he's a sports medicine physician who's treated the Angels and the Lakers, very distinguished, a peer reviewer. Um, Well, he uh, completed extensive research looking at government databases around the world, and he recaps with two very important findings, and he was instrumental in a couple of these. Um, One is he's reminding us that within 48 hours, the lipid nanoparticles in the mRNA mRNA accumulate in the ovaries, right? Other organs too, but in the ovaries. And with the second injection, they accumulate more. With the third injection, they accumulate more. The point is he's seen, and our experts have seen, no mechanism whereby these materials, which include industrial fats covered in polyethylene glycol, leave the ovaries. And I really want every woman, every grandma, you know, every teenage girl listening, every, anyone who loves a woman, to really process that, that every time you get an injection, it packs your ovaries with this alien material. Um, then he also wants to remind people that if there were, was this trial, Pfizer trial of 40,000 people. They deliberately excluded pregnant women, um, but nonetheless, uh, 270 of them got pregnant. Pfizer and the FDA managed to lose the records of 236 of those, which is itself illegal. But of the 34 pregnant women whose pregnancies were completed, over 80% of them lost their babies. The babies died. Um, And I I, that's important to recap. And we're seeing um, grotesque rises, as we've been reporting here for months in spontaneous abortions and miscarriages. Uh, And I just had a, a horrifying, lengthy interview with Dr. Chandler in which he warned that he's the guy who also found that Pfizer has a table of like 20 plus horrible names for horrible things that happen to women's menstrual cycles in their documents, meaning Pfizer knew, right, the FDA knew that it would ruin women's menstrual cycles every, you know, millions of women, and they just kept going. And he also found that 16% of the of the adverse events sustained by women who themselves are 72% of those who suffer adverse events are in Pfizer's own words quote reproductive disorders so they knew they were ruining human reproduction they knew it so now let's fast forward 9 months after The rollout, the mass rollout of this mRNA injection. Dr. Chandler has found that nine months following the rollout, substantial birth rate drops were seen in 13 of 19 European countries and also England and Wales, Australia and Taiwan. He found that the decline of births in Switzerland was the largest decline in 150 years, a steeper decline than during two world wars, the Great Depression and the wide rollout of available birth control. There was an 8.3 percent drop in the birth rate of Germany. Through three quarters of this year, 2022, England and Wales had a 12 percent birth rate drop through June of 22, which is when their government stopped publishing data related to this. Remember, I reported that the BBC had to publish a spike in uh, miscarriages and spontaneous abortions while they they decided to stop looking over there in Britain in June of this past year. Taiwan reported an alarming birth rate drop, but its data also are incomplete. Australian birth rates, I hope you're sitting down, uh, fell 21% from October to November 2021, followed by a 63% decrease from November to December of 2021. Dramatic drop. And on August 25th, 2022, a Swiss research group called Hagemon Group published a statement regarding the decline of live births in Europe. Quote, my analysis puts the monthly birth figures in relation to the average of the last three years. In advance, it should be noted that every single examined European country shows a monthly decline in birth rates of up to more than 10 percent compared to the last three years. I can show that this very alarming signal cannot be explained by infections with COVID-19. However, one can establish a clear temporal correlation to COVID vaccinations incidents in the age group of men and women between 18 and 49 years, meaning childbearing age. Therefore, in-depth statistical and medical analyses have to be demanded. So Dr. Chandler has categorically proven the mechanism For the drop in birth rate, the fact that Pfizer knew and the FDA knew that women's fertility was going to be ruined as well as men's fertility ruined by these injections, that they went ahead anyway, that 80 percent of the babies that they followed died and they went ahead anyway. And now nine months later, there is a double digit drop in live births in Western Europe and And other advanced countries like Australia. Um, and you know, we haven't we haven't seen the numbers for the United States. I'll ask him to work on that. But this fits in completely with what Natalie Winters is finding, and this bioweapon theory because they're killing off Western Europe
0: why is this not it, it, let's assume for purposes of discussion that's all facts okay why is that not the screaming headline in the financial times of london why is it not in the times of london why is it not the lead story in the bbc why is it not in australia the great paper the age why is this not you know abc the australian broadcasting company that has its own 60 minutes why if if this is all true why are the great papers of europe the great state broadcasters rai the bbc uh, all the great uh, networks they have up in Scandinavia. Why is it just deafening silence, ma'am?
1: I can only speculate. Um, one thing I can say is that we saw that the White House colluded with Twitter and with Facebook. Um, and we also so, saw uh, millions of dollars flowing from the CARES Act, as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to these news outlets, to legacy news outlets, to promote the vaccine. So, um I think one reason they're silent is that they are complicit in this crime against humanity. Uh, and, you know, there's a number of, of versions of criminality, according to our lawyers, that they could be complicit in. One is false advertising. Um, but it looks like they're accomplices to, to a mass murder, you know, because they pushed and pushed and pushed it. And they also went along with requests from the White House and the CDC to, to smear people who, um, you know, who were raising questions about it. Uh, I mean, look, you know, Twitter deplatformed me for raising one of the very first signals and flags about this. And and the, the subpoenas have found that the White House and the CDC were aligned with Twitter to silence this story, to suppress this story, which has hurt millions of women and now millions of babies through its suppression. I guess the other reason um, is that, well, I, it's very interesting. You know, I think that the, the number one thing is legal. And the other thing is maybe guilt, um, and, and shame, uh, because if they look at what they've done, um, they failed as journalists. Hang,
0: hang, hang on for a second. Guilt and shame and journalist, Naomi, <laughs> short <Second> break, <laughs> short, 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 short break we're in return we got uh, Natalie Winters Naomi Wolf in the war room next
1: like
0: cuz we're taking down the ccp for the world of hong kong we will fight to the last god
1: we rejoice when there's no war. let's take down the ccp
0: in joe biden's america criminals are exalted and the police are condemned Sad to say This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N.
4: The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now.
0: Okay, welcome back. Naomi, you got the Wall Street Journal coming out with a big editorial. You've got NPR now coming out. Oh, it's just like the, it's going to be annual like the flu. But you got Dr. Lena Wynn. I think of Johns Hopkins. Who's now, you know, trying to cover her tracks by saying, "Oh, you know, it's been overreported." It's just like in the Biden thing on the on the on the highly classified papers. You're going to have a lot of people jumping ship here and, and changing the narrative. As yeah. a, as a, but we're going to be on top of each one of it. T- tell me about the the journal and the NPR part of this, ma'am.
1: Yeah, well, the Wall Street Journal's editorial board, which is a really big deal, um, came out and and basically said the boosters the presentation of the boosters is deceptive and the FDA shouldn't have cleared them because there was no testing and also um they can't formulate a formula in time or speedily enough to capture the latest variant that they're targeting. Well, this is really, I mean, yay, the Wall Street Journal finally living in the world of reality, sort of, um, belatedly, you know, millions of dollars, billions of dollars late to the party. But it's also very frustrating because very brave doctors like Dr. Alexander, uh, Dr. Risch, um, Dr. McCullough, I believe, were warning this like a year ago that the that there was no way that the uh, Booster would um, usefully target the current circulating variant. And by the time you formulate a formula, that variant is over already. They've been saying it for months and months and months and months, and they were right. Um, So, you know, the Wall Street Journal finally noticed uh, that, you know, there were only eight mice involved in the trials and there were other problems with the trials. And so they're slapping the FDA on the wrist. I have to wonder too. You know, we're almost up against that January thirty first deadline that Yale students are facing. God bless them and protect them. Um, where they're being forced to take a booster, and I think a lot of Ivy League parents have kind of woken up over the spring break, and you know, that's the world that the Wall Street Journal inhabits. They're kind of going, ah, "My kid doesn't need this booster. Stop for you know, stop forcing my child." That's speculation. Um, But so, you know, welcome Wall Street Journal. I wish you'd been paying attention to the facts You know, literally a year ago, but better late than never. Um, Now, moving to NPR, there you get into rather dangerous territory because NPR, you know, ran this story. Obviously, the FDA is doing a rearguard action. They're trying to pivot. Uh, They've been caught out. Again, I think that our book documenting the horrors overseen by the FDA may be having some impact and they may be being presented with questions. Um, But they're kind of going, oh, okay, 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 we're just going to treat it like the flu. Now, be careful because, A, if you read that NPR piece, you'll find that it's the gibberish that journalism engages in when they're doing something indefensible, legacy journalism. So it's very hard to tell what's actually happening or why. Um, they're ca- kind of going, okay, some experts say the booster doesn't really work, and so we're just going to treat it like the flu shot. It's just endemic. It's just once a year. But be very careful because, they're A, they're basically admitting Um, something scary, which is they're just making it up as they go along in terms of the formulation. One of the changes the FDA is making is you can use the injections interchangeably. Moderna, Pfizer, it doesn't matter. And I think that could be a response to the story we broke that Moderna is more than three times more lethal than Pfizer because it has 100 micrograms of active ingredients, bad ones, as opposed to Pfizer. Um, And so they're kind of going, okay, okay, never mind, never mind. It's not an issue. Um, But it just shows you that they invented the dosage in the first place, right? And as I will remind you, the 100 microgram dose was too dangerous initially. They dropped it in the Pfizer trials internally without telling you. And I guess the other thing I just want to warn you about is remember what I just said before the break about the lipid nanoparticles packing into the ovaries, into your spleen, into your brain, into the liver, into all of the, into the adrenals, all of these organs and not leaving the body. Well, if now they're saying... It's not just one pandemic. It's come and gone. You know, you've had three boosters, you've had four boosters, now you're done. No, it's every year like the flu shot, right? Well, that's very dangerous because these Hong Kong studies that we showed, you could see the sacrificed rats on my substack, um, overseen by the People's Liberation Army of China, uh, in, in 2021, showed that the first injection is dangerous and enlarges the heart. The second injection is catastrophic and puts white patches on the enlarged heart and, and leads to multi-organ system failure. So if you're if you're now being asked to do it every year to be up you know up to date with your vaccines, uh, that is a slow mass murder as opposed to a fast mass murder, which they thought they sh- they could get away with.
0: Naomi, how do people get to the book, how they get to the bodies of others, and uh, how they get to all your writing over at Daily Clout and become part of this?
1: Thank you. Uh, Please, guys, we have to keep this book at or above number 20 on Amazon for a week to hit the legacy media bestseller lists, which is not just good for the book and the project, but it's also good for – the conversation forcing the evildoers to be confronted. Um, So please help keep that going by ordering your Kindle ebook on Amazon, Pfizer documents, the War Room Daily Clout volunteers, um, and you can also get it as a PDF on dailycloud.io, and we're talking to publishers about publishing it as a physical book, because so many people want it as a physical book that they can slam down on the desks of their physicians to say, see, I told you so, or slam down or send to their representatives. So um, that's where you can get those books, and please keep supporting that. We've, As you see, we've made very good use of your donations. Uh, we made every penny count. And if you want The Bodies of Others, which explains this whole picture, you can get that at allseasonspress.com or also on Amazon. And I'm on Substack at Naomi Wolf. And thank you, Steve. And thank you, War Room Bossy.
0: Th- thank, thank you, thank you, Naomi. Natalie, uh, your coordinates, how do people get to you, ma'am?
5: Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. And go to warroom.org for our latest stories.
0: Perfect. Well, uh, we're going to be back at 5. I think check with us. I don't know if it's 2 or 3 o'clock, but go to Getter. You'll see. We're going to pick up the Tina Peters mic Lindell uh, discussion this afternoon over on Twitter. We're going to stream it on Getter. Uh, we'll be back here from five to seven. Explosive. We're going to drill down. We have got a lot of. We're going to get to this whole new pivot. Pivot. Wait for it. Pivot. Now all of a sudden, Zelensky. You know what his number one priority is. It's it's not the new Russian offensive. It's uh, it's uh, corruption. It's corruption all over. Last night, big story in Associated Press. He's all about corruption and making sure that, that you know none of the money gets scammed. He's got his, one of his ministers, they say, we're going to start locking guys up. That's the, new, that's the new priority of the Ukrainian government. Brought to you by the War Room Posse, trust me. Okay, here's how much money we're going to send to Ukraine. Uh, zero. Back here, five to seven, we'll be down dirty on the RNC race. See you five to seven. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. For only $10 a month, go to their website, Unplugged.com. That's Unplugged.com slash War Room to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.